0: journey of life there are days we just don't feel good there are moments in our lives that just don't feel good to help us shift out of that and learn how to feel good no matter what i want you all to help me welcome alka chopra so alka you have the power there you are (laughs) <laughs> that was a lovely welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much. Oh, it is lovely to see you. So, How oh, are you doing? I, I am doing really well and it is just delightful to be back in the room with you. Alka, this idea that we've put out there. I would love for you to explain to people just who you are and what you do so that they have some context for what we're gonna talk about. Yes. So
1: hi everyone and a good evening uh, from Toronto. So I am in Toronto here. It's getting, it's nice weather here today. It was a little gloomy, but all good. As long as we don't get the snow. (laughs) So I'm a dietitian and a certified diabetes educator. And I've been a dietitian for a really long time. Uh, It's probably over 25 years and probably about 18, 17, 18 years here in Canada. So it's been a long journey. Um, It's been learning, like a lot of learning as you go. And where this feel-good concept um, came came into existence. So I see a lot of patients who are living with a chronic disease. So it could be diabetes, it could be arthritis, it could be hypertension, um, you know, uh, the whole shebang of chronic disease. So there, uh, what happens is that, and the the population that I work with very closely is, uh, they are the very vulnerable population where, they, they do not they do not have life skills, let's put it that way. So when we talk about feeling good, feeling good is very closely related to life skills. And, and as I went along in my practice, yes, it was very easy for me to focus on diabetes or because there's a whole, the, the, you know, diabetes is huge, right? So you can just make a living off of teaching people how to manage diabetes, very, it's not easy, but that could have been the natural route. However, my own personal interest, and that is the way I really live my life, is to not focus on just the medical condition because diabetes is a medical condition. But what people don't realize is in the background, it's a burden too, in your head. Because the ma- managing a medical condition is one thing, Now, that is actually an additional thing on top of the the daily routines, the daily things that you do, whether you are teaching your children, whether you are doing a full time job, whether you're taking care of the house, whatever it is. So medical condition is on top of that. Now, in that whole scenario, what I found was that people did not know
0: literally how to take care of themselves. Okay, so now in this case, you're not talking about taking care of themselves with their diet, you're talking about taking care of themselves being able to handle Correct. the, the ab- additional um, burden Perfect. of yes. having a chronic condition to manage. Yeah.
1: And again, not necessarily a chronic condition, i just gave you an example. Okay. Right? So everyone has a burden, diabetes is one thing. So everyone has, a, as a person, as an individual, as a human being, you have your responsibilities towards your children, your husband, your family, your parents, whoever you are living with, or, and amongst all this, I think the first responsibility is your own responsibility to yourself, which a lot of people tend to ignore.
0: Ah, well, and, I won't argue with that one. Yeah,
1: it's... So that is, uh, and all those things come with life skills. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So when I when I was I kept noticing this for quite some time and then I noticed and say, yeah, you know what? There is there is a gap over here. So some so people don't know. So when I ask people if I'm talking to a patient and I ask them, OK, you know what? Tell me about your uh, self-care routine or tell me something about how do you take care of, your, of themselves? So the in, instant response is, you know what, Alga? I don't have money to go and spend at the spa. I don't even have the time to spend three hours at the spa or I do not have that money to go for a destination vacation. Well, you can go anyways right now, but when everything was normalized or it will normalize in the next few years and next little bit, I'm I'm hoping. So that is really a myth that to really have a kind of a self-care type lifestyle, you need to spend lots and lots of dollars. So, okay, so the
0: myth is that it's not about the money. No, no, the myth is that it is all about the money. Oh, okay, got it. Thank you. I, I had it backwards. So, <laughs> yeah. The myth is it's all about the money. The so so self care and money are not connected. They are not
1: connected at all. Got it. Yeah, there is. There is really. It's really uh, really understanding and focusing on your own needs and really recognizing. That's also a skill, right? Recognizing and acknowledging that yes, I need help, or I need to take care of myself, right? So you need to really um, pay attention to your own needs. And now, how do you do that? So in my mind, so again, when doing all this research, I came across uh, an article by the World Health Organization on life skills. Okay, so life skills is something that uh, we learn as we grow older, um, as we comprehend the things around uh, what's going on in our lives. So there are 10 life skills that the World Health Organization really lists. And so I just couldn't, there won't be time to go over each one of them, but I'll just uh, mention them. So there are problem solving, there's creative thinking, uh, there's self-awareness, there's interpersonal relationships, management of stress, uh, there's decision-making, there's critical thinking, empathy, good communication, and management of emotions. So if you think of these 10 skills, they are life skills which really help you to make your life better, Mm -hmm. feel better, feel good. Because if you are able to master these skills, your the quality of your life changes and so as the title of the present of what i'm talking about is how to feel good no matter what life is not perfect jackie we know that right it is not a straight line yeah definitely so you need to really equip yourself with those skills so that when the time comes where you are in a situation of stress or something that is, that is an, an unhappy thing happens in your life, you are able to manage that properly. That's what life skills is, is like all about. And then how do you get to those life skills?
0: That's where the wellness pillars come into picture. Got it. Okay. Because I was going to say, you, these are pretty big life skills. I mean, you, when you're talking problem solving and you're talking critical thinking, these are not simple skills to no, learn. No, they, they can each one be a whole body of study. As a matter of fact, I found my textbook on critical thinking not too long ago. It yeah. was a whole body of work. So we may need to develop all of these life skills, but I need a uh, uh, the Cliff Notes version. how to do it yes so the cliff note version really is so
1: it is the pillars of wellness so there are eight pillars of wellness that I teach uh, my patients and my practice is really based on that so the eight pillars are and when I read out the uh, when I share the pillars you will see that there is an interconnection between the pillars of wellness and this life skills that I just mentioned to you okay so Mm it's Should I start? Okay, here we
0: go. Yeah. Uh, be, before you do though, yeah. let me let me just ask you a couple of really quick questions just to make sense of this in my brain. Because you started out saying you work primarily with vulnerable population. Yeah. What is that? What is the vulnerable,
1: vulnerable yeah, vulnerable population could be that their education level is low. They have no job. Uh, They're on social assistance. Right. So they have they have no they have no or they are living. They are dependent on maybe their children for even the money. Their financial status is very low. They're living in kind of, you know, homes or or maybe in a very unsafe neighborhood. Now, that's just the population that I work with now. Now, I
0: don't um, attach to that because it's not that these pillars are only for them no it's that's exactly what i was going to say so uh, that is
1: the population i primarily work with however these things the the, um, the the life skills the life skills could be missing in somebody
0: who is a top-notch executive as well yeah oh right. absolutely stress management is often missing exactly uh, right. problem are. solving problem solving skills
1: right all those things so there are a lot of lot, lot of times you see people in a different uh, in a different role when they are in the professional situation. However, when they look when you look at their home front, it is a complete opposite. Yeah. Right? I've seen that as well in my practice too, where they're excellent workers in, in, in their workplace. However, if you look in their relationships, their interrelationships, it's nowhere, not even existing. Got it. The okay. mental health, emotional health is really poor. So okay. that is why the life skills and the pillars of wellness is kind of a match. Where if you are able to get a hang of or you're able to uh, master the pillars of wellness, the eight pillars of wellness, Main, mean, when you do a little bit of research, you'll find some places will give you 10, some will give you, you know, seven, some will give you five, but I go by the eight. Because it really encompasses everything that, um, in my judgment, requires to live um, a, good, a, a good life, uh, feel good, have a fulfilled life, and you have a purpose in life. These things are so important, right? You might be thinking, some people might think, oh my God, I have what do I do? What am I doing? I have no purpose. There is nothing. I'm getting bored. I have nothing to do. So sometimes I really wonder, oh, really? Have you even thought of what purpose? Have you even thought a bit deeper than what? Then going to a nine to five job, coming home, eating food, sleeping. Life is way more than that.
0: So it's a perspective that's missing. It on is. What life really is. Yes. What I'm hearing. Yeah. That- and that really dictates how you live your life. Okay. So the, if someone has the perspective of there is more to life than the activities, what's the benefit of that? What will that? What what does that add to their life? Yeah. So
1: before I go into that, adding to their life, so I just want to mention the wellness pillars and everything will kind of fall into place. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we talk of wellness, we are talking of, we are talking of focusing on you on like Alka focuses on Alka. Jackie focuses on Jackie for you, with you as a full, as a whole person
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not Jackie as a person who's the, who does only podcasts or Alka works as a dietitian. It's not that I'm looking at myself as a whole person. So what are my needs? So I have emotional needs. Everyone has emotional needs, right? Not just me. So that is is really how how am I able to cope effectively with life and I create satisfying relationships. So I'm managing my emotions, right? So when I'm talking to people, someone is getting angry at me. I know how to manage my emotions. That's again, the life skills coming into picture. Then there is a financial, financial piece. So I have enough money to maybe go home. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, I have to buy the daily, uh, my daily gross my weekly groceries, have, a, have good food. Maybe if I want to go and watch a movie, I have money to go watch a movie or, or a small vacation. I have money to do that, to have all the needs that I have. So I need money that is enough to meet my financial needs. Like I have a house to stay in. That's the financial piece. Then it is a social piece. Everyone defines social peace differently. For some people, it might be going out for, for, a, for a cup of coffee with a friend, right? Or it could be um, maybe the social support system. Some people have a really support, like I'll give you my, so I have a, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have a very strong social support system. What is a social
0: support system yeah. in this context?
1: The social support system is your family who is, you know, tomorrow, if I'm in kind of a need, I can go, but I can go and tell my husband that, you know what? I need this. So he's there to do, he he's there standing behind my back. Got it. When I need him, right. When I need him, I know I have this un, unending faith that, you know, what. something, if Alka, you are on the road, something happens to you. The first person you'll call is your husband. So that, that's my case. However, it could be somebody else. So my parents, all this running, so that my, my siblings, so I have all these social support systems around me. Some people might be having a really good friend where they can pick up the phone in the middle of the night, but I'm in trouble. And so years ago, I had a fracture. I had a really nasty fracture, but I broke my ankle mm-hmm. um, and there was no one here. was. It was at 8 a.m. in the morning, January, winter, no one on the street. My husband was not in town only my daughter was here so I had a friend who who I called and she came right away mm-hmm. in so that's what I got. so that's it was yeah it was really nasty and I'm still recovering from that it was in 2017 I had it and now it's 2021 so I'm still not 100% it's never going to get 100% but I know that I, if I call, if I, if I have a friend, family, they will come, so that is my social support system. And everyone's could
0: be different. It could be your neighbor. Right. But it is a need. It is, it a, is. a psychic need to know that we're not alone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people feel lonely.
1: They feel lonely because the social support systems are very weak. Got it. Right? Then the next one is spiritual. So spiritual is meaning... you have a purpose and you have a meaning in life. That's what I was talking to before, right? So where you have, you have like, why are you doing this show?
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. Right, so you want to
1: bring about awareness uh, of, so so the the show is suicide prevention. So you, you want to bring about awareness amongst people that how can we minimize the risk?
0: Well, and it's interesting that you bring that up under spiritual and meaning. When I first started hosting a summit, my reason for hosting a summit was to build my business. So it had a purpose, but it didn't have a spiritual meaning attached. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so it's very different doing this one. There's almost no stress doing this one because I'm on purpose. So I know I can't do it wrong. It's, right. whatever it is is going to serve in some way shape or form correct and that does come from the fact that it has meaning yes it serves my mission in the world to make suicide right. a thing in the past
1: yeah 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 so that's a spiritual piece then is the occupational piece right occupational means that you are getting satisfaction and you are you feel enriched from the work that you do okay whether you are uh, whether you are working in, at home, you might be a, a housewife, but you need to have satisfaction from the work that you do in the house. If you are doing a job or if you're doing a business, whatever it is, you are having satisfaction. That is the occupation. And the occupation can be anything. It could mean different things for different people. It could be volunteering. For some people, volunteering is the occupation. They mm-hmm. volunteer like eight hours in a day and they volunteer every single day of the week. So for them, it is that is the occupational satisfaction that they are getting from there. Mm-hmm. Then is the physical, yeah. The physical needs really is pretty straightforward. There's your physical activity, your sleep uh, and uh, nutrition. So all those come under the physical wellness. And then is the intellectual wellness. Intellectual wellness is all to do with learning. So that is you're learning something new and you're willing to learn something new on and off to, to continue continually build your uh, and even expand your knowledge and your skills. If you really think of it, there is a lot to learn in this world
0: mm. and you don't always have to spend money. Well, especially in this day and age, I mean, we have almost unlimited access to yeah. effects. But it's not always easy to tell what's fact and what's fiction now. Right.
1: So that is where, again, the life skills come into picture, making
0: the right judgments,
1: like what, what is going to work for me, uh, right? So that is the intellectual. Because if you constantly, if you are constantly in that learning mode and you are constantly challenging your brain, you will think more rationally because you, when you learn, you open so many doors. But if you live in a tunnel, the tunnel will keep you just this way.
0: Yeah, learning learning something new, I absolutely agree. Yeah, Yeah. and then finally is the environmental. So environmental could
1: be whether uh, you are living in, you know, in whatever kind of neighborhoods that you are living in, or even the environment could also be your own work environment. If you're working in a toxic environment, if you have negative people around you, that is the environment that you are. So you need to recognize that okay, that I'm in a toxic environment. I need to get out from here. So all these, so if you if you so again very quickly, it's that's emotional, financial, social, spiritual, occupational, physical, intellectual, and environmental. So all these will, pillars of wellness really are are something that as a human being, you need to focus and give yourself the priority. That's the So you need to give yourself the importance of being you. Okay. Only then, and then once you take care of all these wellness pillars, the life skills automatically fall in
0: place. Got it. Okay. So now I get the connection between the two. So thank you. Okay. So the, the life skills, like I said, you, some of those are really, really big topics like critical thinking. It's a whole lesson in and of itself. Yes. You know, learning curve and college courses. Yeah. But critical thinking,
1: if you think critical thinking comes, if you take care of intellectual wellness.
0: Got it. I, that's, Yeah, so now I understand how the pillars are the preamble that make all of those life skills easier to learn. As a matter of fact, you learn a lot of them just doing the pillars. Correct. Okay, so cool. So I've got this concept. What difference is it making when you're working with someone and they're coming in and they don't have the life skills or they don't have all of them or many of them and they start working with the pillars. Can you share a story of what yes. this actually, you know, sort of who were they, what was going on in their world when they first met you? Yeah. So a
1: few years ago, I was doing
0: a stress management class to
1: a group of uh, men. And men are a very different kind of population, <laughs> right? They are completely, their mindsets are different. And this group of men that I was working with was that they they were having uh, some challenges in getting uh, child custody. So
0: hmm. they were,
1: you know, they were either divorced or there was some um, problems with their partners and there was custody battles that was happening. It was through the Children's, uh, Children's Society. I forget what it's, what it's called. It's been a few years ago. So during during that, you know, I was mentioned. I was talking to them about these pillars of health and then I asked them to do an activity. So I said to them, I said, okay, here's a grid of paper, which is from the dollar store, take this paper grid, uh, grid paper, and here are some crayons, again, from the dollar store. So they were looking at me like, okay, what is she going to ask us to do? So I said, okay, now on this paper, pick up your favorite color crayon I don't care whichever it is, red, blue, pink, purple, whatever. Just draw, don't even think anything. Just draw any shape, but a simple circle, a flower, a leaf, a star, or just an irregular shape, whatever it is. And um, And they were like, okay, we've never done anything like that. We've never even drawn a square. I said, okay, trust me, listen to me, go for it, go for it, anyway, they drew that, I said, okay, now the next step you do is, I'm going to give you only 15 minutes, and that 15 minutes, I want you to color the grid, the small squares, in any kind of color of your choice, you want to use multiple colors, you want to use single colors, you want to use two colors, I don't care, just Just do it, and they said we don't know. We have no idea of color and art. We have never. This is art. I said this is not art. This is one of the. It's a skill, and what is art? Art is really a mishmash of colors and some mediums and mixed media. And what? What else? Art. So they, they said you'll judge. I said I'm not judging you. I'm not even looking. I'll walk out of the room. So there were some. There was a lot of hesitation. I said, okay, uh, just do it. So anyway, they started doing it. And Jackie, within five minutes, there was not a single person in the room who was lifting their head because they got so engrossed in doing that activity and they were enjoying it. I could see that they they were trying to think, okay, what color can I put over here? Some of them had a leaf shape, some of them had a star shape. And they were really enjoying it. After 15 minutes, I had to tell them to stop. I said, "Okay, now I need I need to finish the session. So you really need to." And then I, I, so it was it was hard. They said, "Can I just finish this?" That you, you're welcome to take the colors home, whatever, and you can finish it at home. I'm just short on time right now. It was only 15 minutes. So, and then I asked them after that, "How do you feel?" Said, well, the thing is that when they were practice, when they were doing it, they were so much engrossed. And when they finished the activity, it was very refreshing for them. So they had never done this, anything, anything of this kind in their life, and it was very refreshing for them. And at that, those 15 minutes, it, it felt really nice and calming as well, where they were focusing on themselves and what they, they were enjoying themselves with the color got it so many stories like this i have but people are very
0: hesitant i teach painting as well and i teach paint people who have never even picked up a brush it is getting them outside of their comfort zone yeah. into anything that gives them expression is right. what i'm hearing yeah so really um so that so when you start to focus on your
1: on your own needs you and you fo- you start to give yourself that importance and i'm going to say you need to give yourself that 15 minutes to 30 minutes of importance every single day in cool. that 12 12 in the 24 hours maybe you're sleeping for 7 8 hours you're awake for maybe 10 12 hours in that 10 12 hours you can easily find 15 minutes to 30 minutes which
0: are just for you that's your me time so it's an interesting thing that we struggle so much with this in, in different aspects of the culture. It's right. like, yeah, no problem, and then if it doesn't get put on my calendar, you know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. That's a,
1: that's that's also to in my mind that is a dependency on the calendars, right? So it is okay that this is, this is the 15, 30 minutes, us 30 minutes. I would actually not shy to say one hour every day, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure maybe the people who are on the call right now, they might, I don't know if they want to jump in and say, if I ask you this question, that are you able to put in one hour of time in an entire day for yourself? Would
0: you say yes or no? So I would like to hear from people. Well, what as they mean? are putting their answers in there, I'm going to have you qualify this just a little bit.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Because um, time just for myself could be the time that I, you know, fix myself some food, take a shower. That is time for myself. Is, but I get the feeling that might not be what you mean here. Yes. And it could be,
1: It could be one hour for anything. There is no, I'm not saying you need to do a particular thing but that one hour is just for you. Whether you want to read a book, whether you want to watch a movie, whether you want to do some painting, whether you want to go for a walk, whether you want to just close the door and dance. That's not the point. It is that one hour where you are focusing on you yourself. Because what happens is when you do that, you are giving yourself the value. You're giving yourself that importance of you being, being a human being. I hear it so much from my patients that I have no time for myself. I am running errands all day for my family and I have no time for myself. And it, it frustrates me at the end of the day that, all, that I have done nothing Now, what you have to remember is that if you want to give time to yourself, it has got to be intentional. Yeah, so uh, somebody said, singing in the car when running errands. Okay, perfectly fine. Whatever works for you in your schedule. Now, I am not undermining. Sometimes, you know, when you have young children, it is very hard. You've got to to take the kids to the hockey game. You've got to take the kids for their art class, whatever it becomes different and I completely understand. I've been through that, my kids are
0: older now. I have a 28 and a 23 year old, but I've been through that life stage too. Well, and now I don't have any young kids at home, but I have a mission. Exactly. My time can easily be filled up with the activities that go along with having the purpose in my life, having a mission. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting point to look at as far as what would constitute me time. And I think you're right, it's going to be different for everybody. It would be I, different for everybody. Yeah. It could be even as small
1: as paying attention to the amount of water you drink in a day. Yep. Right? So it is that is your own need. So it is so, again, the life skills, the wellness pillars, all these, are, these, these things will help you recognize what your personal needs are. And once you recognize, you will intentionally find ways to fix them or do something to uh, make a change. If you see that, or you know what, I'm not drinking enough water, for example, you need to be more conscious as, okay, how do I figure out a way where I am drinking enough water? Whether you get a bottle and you put rubber bands on it, right? With every time you finish one ounce or one cup, whatever, you take rubber band off. Ah, there you go. Right? Or you want to have a tracker on the wall. Okay. So it can be as little, uh, little as this. The point I'm trying to make over here is that... Um, with these pillars and the life skills, it's critical that you are, you give yourself that importance. I cannot stress in that enough because if you don't do that, nobody will.
0: Not something that somebody else could do for me.
1: Yeah. No. I get that. Yeah. So, it, so you really have to be uh, responsible for your own needs, your own health. And nobody will take care of you if you don't take care of yourself. Again, I will not support. Support systems are all there. There, I'm not again not, not undermining your family who takes care of you. But at the end of the day, you you know your needs the best, and that is where the life skills come into picture. And when you know, and uh, when a situation comes up where you really need to stand strong you are strong, you're strong-willed, you know what to do, you know, you know how to navigate your way. So that's going back to how to feel good, no matter what, because life is not perfect.
0: Got it. So how to feel good, no matter what is about putting yourself into your life. Yeah. Because it's not selfish. (laughs) no i think that self-centered got a bad rap yeah i mean if i'm not in the center of my own life whose life am i living that's true yeah Yeah. I'm, i'm very much aware that i had to come to some version of this but i haven't ever really thought about the time commitment in this way of Am I willing? And so that's my question for myself now around this exercise is, am I willing to decide that an hour a day invested in myself is the best way to invest an hour? Mm -hmm. Uh
1: Yeah, yeah. And you can start small, you know, one hour is sometimes too much to ask. You don't have to do that one hour in one stretch. It could be 15, 15, 15. It could be 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Yeah.
1: It does not have to be. However, when you when you are sleeping, when you get into bed uh, at night, when your head touches the pillow, that is the time uh, that all these thoughts really
0: go on in your head. You okay. know, not that's not my experience. So you're, but it sounds like it's a lot of other people's experience. It is a lot of. It. So you know they they say that all good ideas come either when you're in the shower. Ah. Okay. Or when
1: you're driving. Or, or all these thoughts also come when you are, when you're getting, when you are about to sleep, because at that time, your brain, your body is trying to relax and you are rested. You're trying to rest. There's nothing else happening around you. So what your
0: brain becomes really active. Got it. No distractions. So you're aware of the activity. Yes. So at, it is at that time, you know, a lot of people will say that, oh, I cannot sleep at night because these things bother me. Again, that's that's not my issue, but I hear that complaint. So what do you recommend if somebody does have the issue of the thoughts bothering them when they put their head on the pillow?
1: Yeah, so uh, a few things that people can try. So for some people, again, everyone is different so obviously you've got at the end of the day got to figure out what works for you but a few ideas that I'll throw out uh, over there is some people like to write down the journaling journaling is something very simple whether you journal on a piece of paper on in a book and i'm going to say get a pretty, pretty notebook don't just get any kind of notebook the hillroy ones with a with the ugly t- uh, you know cover no get a pretty notebook, get a nice pen. So when you are even doing that, a nice, um, like a a nice, you you get so many journaling books these days. Some really nice. or if you get a hardbound notebook, make, you go to YouTube, you'll find so many ways of decorating a journaling book. Come on, take that effort. Whether it means just taking a piece of paper and painting just some watercolors on it, but make it pretty. Something that you would like to go to, you can even do some, you can even get sketchbooks in which you can actually uh, make some journaling uh, backgrounds. Got it, okay. Make it look pretty so that it is something that you can, that you will, you will. Uh, I'm going to say you will enjoy looking at. You will even enjoy writing into it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's one way of doing it. The other thing uh, that I that, that is my personal favorite is meditation. Okay, so I will meditate. Um, I'm going to say three out of five days in a week. I used to do it before every single day, but lately it hasn't been happening. So when it comes to meditation, it's not, again, not for everybody, mm-hmm. So because a lot of people think that, uh, oh, meditation is something I feel like a fool. Well, that's because probably you, you, you feel like you don't even,
0: you need to know how to, how to meditate. So meditate. Yeah. meditation. Yeah, there, yeah. There's some techniques that work for me and don't work for me. And I actually struggled with meditation to the point that I just started, I took up Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. And I realized that moving, that the Tai Chi was for me a moving meditation well once I mastered the movement. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, so this
1: is just sleeping into bed and while sleeping in, while, when, when you're getting into bed. So for some people, uh, some of some, some patients, and I actually I was reading also that you can actually do some uh, live yoga in bed. That's also sort of meditation where you're doing some movements with your legs, with your hands. But the meditation that, or your the one that I do is obviously uh, lying down still, and really focusing on my breath. So it is. So there's a technique called as four square breathing. So for four square breathing, all you need to do is to just when you're lying down, you take in your breath. You're counting till four. So one, two, three, four. You hold your breath. One, two, three, four, and release. One, two, three, four, that's all you do. Some some people might say, okay, you know what? Uh, it's very difficult to stop my thoughts. Well, the, the reality is your thoughts
0: will never stop. This is true, but, but In, if I am focused on my breathing, exactly, it, it really doesn't matter because I'm focused over here.
1: Right, so think of your thoughts like waves, mm-hmm. right? So like waves, or uh, or if you're standing by the sea or by the ocean, the waves will come and go. They will come and go. So your thoughts are similar to that. So even if those thoughts come in your mind, focus back on your breathing. Easy. Yeah, Yeah. So, so you can start breathing. When you do the four square breathing, you can start focusing on your toes. Start from bottom up, focus on your toes, And it's a four-square breathing that works all through. And focus on your heels, focus on your thighs, focus on your knees, and keep going. Body, your stomach, your 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 upper upper area, your shoulders, your head, your eyes, your ears, no everything. So if so, that's what's happening. It really, the more you do it, your body, you will you will actually notice that that your body begins to relax. So and the body. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, before, yeah. you know, you are really going off to sleep. So for a beginner on, again, YouTube is my favorite. So on YouTube, I will find, I usually find a video like a guided meditation one, generally mm-hmm. speaking, where they're really telling you what to do. And, and in that there are many uh, videos, which will talk about uh, this kind of breathing techniques. So just follow that. And it, it really works. It really, really works.
0: Very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I am a big proponent of relaxation techniques and guided imagery is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece that allows for awarenesses to come up. Correct. And if somebody I think is struggling with you know, my needs, what would my needs be? This kind of guided imagery... Foursquare breathing, um, I, I love that, by the way, that was lovely, um, mm-hmm. so allow space for you to possibly become aware. Right. Yeah, your... yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's lovely. Yeah. Oh. That's one thing.
1: And for some for some other people, they just like to, um, so some of my patients, and I've talked to them is that what they'll do is they they will have, um, you know, a kind of a, any kind of object, which can be a sort of source of strength for them. So it could be a stone, it could be, uh, it could be anything. It could be maybe um, your favorite pen I, or anything that you can find um, You that you think has a meaning and a purpose that, that you can get some meaning and purpose from that. So for some people, they will just hold it in their hands when they get into bed. They will hold it in their hands lie down and just just think of five ways that or five, five things that you can be thankful of of what you have but you need to have that piece in your that piece of uh, so for me it was I had a I had a this is also I tried that a few years ago I had a really pretty pyrite uh, stone with me it was very sparkly, and it was re- it was really pretty. So that was really nice for me. So I kept that by beside my
0: bedside, and I used to put that in my hand, and I did that. Got it. It is so critical, and I'm really glad you brought this up. The grounding, it physically, yes, of these practices, so so that the body, the muscle memory, can come into play. Right. It, it improves the ability of your body to absorb them. Right. And you know, I just, I want to make sure that we talk a little bit about the um, gift that you have for everyone, because it is, yes. <laughs> you know, what we've been talking about really is what you're guiding everybody through in your gift. Yes. Is your self-care plan. Right. Yeah. So the
1: gift that I have is it's, it's a very simple, um, like it's it's a PDF sheet where I talk to you about uh, some myths of self-care, and I've talked to you, uh, there's a little bit on on the, pop- uh, <laughs> the, the, the World Health Organization skills that I mentioned to you, the life skills and the wellness pillars. And then I also talked to you about the connection between the two. Then within that PDF, it takes you also to, there's an online course that I designed. Uh, it is called as One Week to Your Health. Okay. Okay. So When I'm saying one week to your health, so the whole concept is that you pick one change or one activity, focus on it for one week.
0: Do it every single day and see how you feel. There we go. Simple. I like simple. I like simple and easy to implement. Yes. And the value of having a guidebook that says, okay, this is how you build a self-care plan for yourself. Yes, you know, It's not a skill that was taught growing up. It's not something that I was exposed to. You, know, It wasn't discussed in the same way. I mean, yeah, self-care was just, you know, make sure you wash your hair. Yeah. I mean, brush your teeth, you know, at, yeah. it, on a really basic level, that was all that was included. It yes. was- only when I went into studying stress management that I got any of this exposure. Right. And for getting this message out into the world, because Alka, these are the pure prevention skills that provide a buffer between people and the edge. Right. The more you are doing self-care, the less likely you are ever going to need to be talked off a ledge. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. Thank you so very yeah. much for bringing that to us. The only thing
1: I will say is that this is not uh, so leading, living a self-care type lifestyle. Mm-hmm. is not a one day. It's not a one week thing. It's not like cooking a recipe that you put a few ingredients together and voila, you have your uh, chicken curry or your vegetable. It's not like that. You have got to in, literally ingrain it into your life, literally into your lifestyle. Lifestyle changes are not easy to make, right? So you've got to so you, you've got to get into the habit. That's the, the one week to your health really comes into picture. But you where you take in all the, the wellness pillars, all the skills, and then you put it into one week. So you go slowly. And the more you do it, the more you get better at it. And when time comes, you are prepared. You cannot say that, OK, you know, you, last week I did self-care. You know what I, I did self-care last week. I'm prepared today.
0: No, you're not. It's well, not like that. Well, and, and you bring up a really good point. It's like, if I want to be physically strong, I'm not going to go to the gym one time and go, right. there, I'm done. Exactly. My muscles are good for a lifetime. No. Yeah. No. So, so it this sounds to- like it's like that. Yes.
1: So, and that is exactly what I teach. So, um, so uh, in uh, May, I, I'm looking at the time. I hope we are okay with time. So in May of this, uh, this year, I had organized a summit. It was called as I feel good. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, the amount of um, engagement, it, the concept was very simple. I feel good. A question we ask, we you know, when we meet people, how are you? And people say, I'm good. But are you really good? It's a very loaded question. Think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's where the whole concept came into, and all these pillars and everything came into. So in that we had some, uh, we had some, uh, you know, demonstrations on arts, crafts. We had physical activity. We had yoga. We had um, uh, sustainability. So everything over there, and it was so much fun. Where and people were like, oh wow, this was this is something that you would I would never have tried on my own. So I'm going to make that as an annual event every year it will be so if people are really wanting to know and get get you know a bit more as to about these events or something so it's my website
0: as well that's the best place you can find me well i'm sure that once they get your guide that they, they, yeah, they have will yeah the, yeah the the ability to keep us informed about what it is that you're doing yeah. because that's part of the beauty of, yeah being connected through events like this yes is is that now if you want more you know how to get it you know where to find yeah yeah so it's again it's not a one-day job it's it's something you have
1: to continuously keep doing keep grooming yourself and make yourself stronger depending whichever life stage you are at whether you're a teenager whether you're a whether you are in your twenties, thirties,
0: fifties, eighties, it does not matter. Making the commitment yes. to, to a self-care lifestyle. I love yeah. the way you language that. Yeah. So this is the invitation to yeah. everyone on the show, everyone watching the recording is, are you willing to make a commitment to a self-care lifestyle? And if you want some help with that, or you're not even sure what it is, grab Elka's gift. The yeah building your self-care plan with the eight pillars of wellness. So that link is there for everyone in the chat. And I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing this with all of us, Alka. That's lovely. One
1: last thing that I want to just very quickly add is, uh, Jackie, is
0: that when you do
1: all that we talked about, all this, the goal here is to have a positive self-to-self relationship.
0: Okay, so now you've opened a can of worms for my home. <laughs> a positive what relationship? Self to self relationship. Oh, got it. Okay. So, right.
1: yes. The, the Everything positive. is connected. I know I'm talking, I'm throwing in a lot of words, and a lot of concepts, but that's the whole idea that when you have a good relationship with yourself, you value yourself, you take care of yourself it leads into a positive self-to-self relationship. And that makes life way more purposeful, um, way more meaningful. And you are able to even give to people as well. When you give to people, it's a completely,
0: it is so satisfying. So there we go. A self-to-self relationship that is healthy and strong is positive self-to-self relationship. A po- well, okay, a positive <laughs> self-relationship would be healthy and strong.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it would be the basis for being able to give to others. Correct. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Beautiful thought. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for so much for having me on the
0: show. And I hope everyone
1: stays well. Take care of yourself. Uh, you know, do make a solid self-care plan and start small. It doesn't have to be big. It can be really, really small. And uh, before you know it, you will see that your life will actually begin to change. Less
0: is more. Remember that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now if less is more and you can start small and you have a plan, look in the show notes for the link so that you can start building your plan. Right, perfect.